Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we're studying the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles, as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising the voice with resounding joy. I love that. Here the Lord through David is appointing the worship team in essence for the bringing of the ark. And the Levites were to choose them from their brethren and they were to sing with the voice, a resounding voice. And a resounding isn't a term that I use very often. Is it one that you use, resounding? It means to, with echo, with an echo, echoing voice. So such a powerful voice of joy. I haven't talked about worship in a long time. It's a good thing that we're in it in scripture and how important song is to the Lord and music is to God. It's just such a beautiful thing. I don't think I would be where I'm at today for sure had it not been for worship music in my life being the songs of my pilgrimage throughout my journey. Like seriously, there's so many, you can totally, I've been walking with them for 22 years now. So there's plenty of worship songs that have just lifted me up. They still do, they always will. But worship, when I think of worship, I think of it being praises to God, obviously honoring God. It's about God. It's about uh, putting all the attention and glory on God. And that's what worship, I believe, is. But I also feel that worship is beautifully prepares the heart of the worshipers to enter into God's presence. It helps us to focus on heaven and take our mind off the things of the earth. Amen? So it pairs our hearts, it strengthens us, it lifts up the broken heart. There's just so much benefits to worship music. We can go on and on. And I'm preaching to the choir. But here, as he's appointing them, uh, one thing that stands out is that he wants them to sing with joy. And I think like worship teams in churches in general should be the most stoked people for God. They, they should be the most joyful and, and really, really dedicated to that skill of playing and and dedicated to their churches i've, I've learned a lot we've had great musicians uh, with us a great uh, a great worship team i believe and we've all learned a lot uh, from that those relationships and stuff but you know i also think of worship as preparation for battle as a pastor there's been so many times that i've sat in the pews praising the lord and praying to god as we worshiped him and just to see him take me from or very weakened state physically to a very strong state spiritually, all within a couple choruses of a song. Famous preachers say the same thing, praying in the pews during worship, saying, Lord, I have nothing. I have nothing to give. Fill me, please. Fill me, please. So if you guys can read preachers' minds while they're in the, in the pews praising the Lord, you'd probably hear some of those. Psalm 33, verses 1 through 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord, 
O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with heart. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. And so there's that beautiful combination of we're praising him because his word is truth, because he is good, because he is righteous. All of it is in one great, beautiful uh, package, uh, preparing for the word. I think the word and worship go hand in hand very beautifully. I think of Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well, who her father's up there in Samarita, they worshipped wrong ways. And there was that discussion that we worship this way, but you Jews worship in Jerusalem that way. Well, anyways, Jesus responded to her in John 4, 23. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. And I think that the truest form of worship is obedience to the Lord. There are many churches where worship is amazing. You look in the audience and everyone has their hands up. It seems very fruitful. What is, I think, the most important thing is, is there fruit of obedience in the life of those who are raising their hands and praising the Lord. I think worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth is the coming before the Lord with a true heart, with a repentive heart, saying we belong to you, we give you our lives, your will be done. That kind of beautiful surrender to the Lord. And I never have gotten why, you know, some people come to church and they don't sing, they don't feel compelled to sing and i think that you know the love of christ compels us to sing the fact that he has saved us from the pit of hell compels us to rejoice to sing that to be totally blessed and to bless the lord back it's like he told the sinful woman or or simon there in luke 7 he who is forgiven much loves much and the joy of the lord is our strength and so i have learned in whatever state I'm in, to come into his house and to sing to him as hard as I can because he says for us to do it. So whether I feel good or bad, I'm going to sing to the Lord because I want to give him praise even when I don't feel good. I want to give him praise even when I'm going through a trial. I want to give him praise when things are really rough in my life. I mean, isn't that the sweetest form of praise isn't that worshiping the lord in spirit and in truth or just singing to him when things are peachy it's something to consider i'm so blessed that your guys is worshiped i am i'm i'm blown away i i can't, i've you guys have brought me to tears many times you know because i just hear the re, the resounding sound of joy and i can't his goodness is just too good and just he messes with me with his goodness so I'm all falling apart right there. And at the first, people are like, oh, is he a ride? Did, he, was there, did his car break down again? Or what, what's the deal? <laughs> no, it's, it's just that I cannot believe we're in the state that we're in. That we have been redeemed from the pit of hell. And we're praising him in this sweet church, sweet people. Worshiping him. So the Levites, in verse 17, appointed Heman. Heman, the son of Joel and of his brethren, Asaph, the son of Berechiah, 
And of their brethren, the sons of Merari, Ethan, the son of Cushiah, and with them their brethren of the second rank, Zechariah, Ban, Jezeel, Shemaramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Eliab, Benaiah, Maasiah, Matathiah, Elaphile, uh, Megna, Ayah, Obed, Edom, and Jeel, the gatekeepers, the singers, Heman, Asaph, and Ethan, were to sound the symbols of bronze, Zechariah, Ezel, Shemer, Ramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Elab, uh, Messiah, and Benaiah, with string, strings according to Alamoth, Matathah, Elaphelah. Chaniah, leader of the Levites, was instructor in charge of music because he was skillful. Makes sense, right? He was skillful. And no doubt he loved the Lord. And that is just as important. Skill is important, but character even more so. Would you agree? Cool. Where's the heart? Pray for worshipers for our church. I believe God's going to raise up some people who are into playing music and instruments and singing and all of that. Pray for our church for that. We're way open to that. If you didn't know, we are way open to that. We're, we're praying that God uh, raises up people. So if you're interested, uh, keep playing your instruments and uh, pray about a time where, 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 where it's brought up. And um, we'll see what the Lord does. But we're interested in character. We're interested in not just skills, but do you love God? You know, and, and seek the Lord. Because you may be one of those folks who feel that way like yeah i think i want to do that but like you hardly come to church so that's what i mean by pray about it you know it's 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 like a non-starter unless we see that you're pretty dedicated already uh to help serve amen darren's all amen loud barakiah and elkanah were doorkeepers for the ark uh shabaniah joshaphat uh, Nathanel, uh, Messiah, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eleazar, the priests, were to blow the trumpets before the ark of God, and Obed, Edom, and Jehiah, Jehiah, doorkeepers of the ark. Doorkeepers are awesome. Ushers are awesome. Amen? I mean, they too should be the happiest folks at church, right? It'd be, so if somebody doesn't like, isn't nice to you, let us know, please. We, we, <laughs> We want people to be joyful. We want people to be welcoming and be hospitable. And um, so, yeah, yeah. What did the psalmist uh, say concerning being a doorkeeper? It's better to be uh, a doorkeeper, right, in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. Psalm 84. It's an honor. It's an honor to serve the Lord wherever and, and um, to not despise the days of, of small beginnings and all of those things. So beautiful, beautiful. So David, the elders of Israel, verse 25, and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with joy. Again, there's that word joy. Right, enter into his courts with gladness. Right, we all have. Listen, I'm not tripping if like we, we we all can come in with like down faces, you know, uh, from time to time. 
you know, countenance is low, we, we go through life, days are hard. But if that's like the norm, you know, we got to break out of that. You got to break out of that. It's like we all have down days and it's cool, you know, we all need our space sometime. But let it not be the pattern of your life. We should be the most joyful people in the whole world because we've been saved. And the only remedy for uh, that I've ever f found for depression and anxiety is just to, to stop and slow down and to spend more time in the presence of the Lord. It's at His presence. It's at His presence that we experience uh, joy everlasting. That's what He says. That's what His promise um, Psalms 16.11 says, You will show me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Just to sit at his feet. I mean, that, that's like medicine that I need like all the time. Don't you? You feel that way? Are you always just all joyful? And Maybe some people are always like, and I feel like I'm joyful a lot, but like everybody else, we have those moments. You know, we have those cold feelings in the night. There's warfare, trials, crazy things happen, and you're just like, how can I deal with this? How can I soothe myself? How can I make everything right in my heart, in my mind, in my life? It's just by being still and knowing that He is God. Psalm 46.10, it's, it's knowing that what I need is to be at his presence. You know, take off the watch and go sit down with him. Say, I'm not leaving till I feel better. I'm not leaving till you come from my heart, till I'm rejoicing. That, that takes work, guys. That takes, you know, effort. Sometimes you got to, like, okay, there's no peace where I'm at. You know, I need to quiet. I need to find a quiet place. And go to that place. And then come in here just rejoicing. Pumped up. Ready to go. You know what I mean? And you're good for like a week or two. Crazy. Maybe a good whole month. And then all of a sudden, man. Psh, rainy day. But it ain't raining. It's just, you know. You just feel down. Well, why do I feel down for no reason? All of creation groans for the redemption. That's why. I look at my cat and sometimes Rudy looks miserable. <laughs> he just looks miserable. There ain't enough cat food to make him happy. There's not enough. He's just like, oh, I'm over this. I, when's the Lord coming? He just has that look. <laughs> so you will have days, as long as we're in these bodies that are creaking and cracking and nails that need to be clipped and everything else <laughs> heads that need to be shaved just for free we're going to wake up some days feeling bad and you walk around and say man how could I feel so bad man I'm so blessed it's because you're still in that body man one day you're going to be in heaven in the meantime go pray and go eat or something <laughs> whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report whatever things are true meditate on these things right so yeah and so David was clothed was clothed with the robe of, of, of fine linen 
as were all the Levites who bore the ark, the singers, and the and uh, Kenaniah, the ma- the music master. Whatever you do, don't walk up and say, I am the music master. <laughs> With the singers. And David also wore a linen ephod. Thus, All Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn, with with, uh, trumpets and with cymbals, making music with string instruments and harps. Isn't that beautiful? Like they're shouting. Like it's it's phenomenal to know that the the that object, that wood, that really you know, it just represented the presence of God. It represented, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments. Aaron's rod was in there. The manna. It's just a, a special historical like our God is the God of wonders, and we are bringing this ark in to the city of David, to Jerusalem, as a sign that we love God, as a sign that there are better things to come. I think that's what our worship also brings. It's a, it's a hope that we're going to go to heaven and be really happy there. But also, you know, it, it just brings joy to where we're at right now that we, we, we get to live in these crazy days that God for such a time as this has us here to imp, make an impact for eternity in people's lives. That God will use you and me if we're open to help people enter into the kingdom of God. Be saved from their sins. Be saved from death and hell. I mean, that's a beautiful thing to praise the Lord about. Like there's life in him. There's victory. There's, there's safety in him. Jerusalem is getting the ark. So they're shouting as loud as they can. Cymbals, music, string instruments, and harps. I wonder if the harps were out, uh, outplayed with the louder instruments. I Anyways, verse 29. And it happened as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michelle, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David whirling and playing music, and she despised him in her heart. That's heavy. That's heavy. His wife despised his his worship towards the Lord. You know, it, it's it's tough when um, you have a on fire spouse and a not so um, on fire spouse, or a believing spouse and an unbelieving spouse, and and dealing with that. It, you know, and the Bible's so beautiful because it hits on everything, doesn't it? Even that. Even that. And you know that Satan's messing with her. Like, to, to think that's a bad thing, that, that her husband, the king, is praising the Lord that way, dedicated to the Lord that way, has organized the whole country, the whole nation, in order to do this honorable thing, and she's not with it. And sadly, because we're in a fallen world and God, uh, you know, gives everybody free will. Not everybody will choose to adore the Son of God. And so my heart goes out to those family members that, that are in that situation. God is with you. God strengthens you. But it, it, no doubt, there's must be terribly hard at times when you don't have that kind of... Uh, spiritual support 
Amen? But it is a test. It is a test. God tests all of our hearts in various ways, and that's one of them with family. Will David keep praising the Lord, or will he submit to Michelle? Is that how you say that name? Michelle or Michelle? Hmm? Michelle? Michelle? Michael. But, you know, the Lord said in Matthew 10, 34, Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He says it right there that he tests the heart concerning family. Will we still love the Lord even when those closest to us will not? Will we still honor the Lord when those closest to us uh, want us not to go to church? Give us a hard time when we read our Bibles. We need to stand for the Lord. It's a test. And Jesus is our, our Savior and worthy of our, our affections and our love and, and priority of our heart. And, you know, I heard it once, once said, and I believe it to be true, no family ever suffered when, for the worse, in the long run, when those within the family chose to honor God even over their loved ones. No family in the long run has suffered. Oh, there are, there are Christians today that are in that situation and they don't stand up for their love for the Lord. They don't. They just give in to the non-believing spouse's ways and, and, and they, they, they think they have peace and they may have it for a little season, but not for the long term. And then you have the opposite where the one says, you know what, I don't think it's out of bounds for me to go to church twice a week. You know, because the world, they say, what, you go on Sundays and Wednesdays? You've lost your mind. You've joined a cult. Uh, listen, two days out of the week, a little Scooby snack of the word Wednesday and Sunday, I think that's okay for me to do. Thank you very much, spouse who doesn't believe in the Lord. You know? But we're to honor our spouses, honor them, love them, care for them, do all the marriage things that Christ calls us to do to our non-believing spouses. But we also have to draw the line if they try to get in the way of our worship or our service to the Lord. And that's when Paul says that if you have a non-believing spouse who wants to jam, let them go. For God has not called you to bondage, but to, to liberty, to freedom. So it's a blessing when, when those in that situation have a spouse that's super cool and supportive, even though they're not in it. Then you just pray, pray, pray really hard that the spou unbelieving spouse will get saved. Either way, you're praying that, but that's an easier situation. But no matter what situation we're in, like Paul said, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I think those who are in a bad situation really need to seek the Lord. Only God can give you that strength to... To not compromise your worship of the Lord. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. There's none like you in all the earth. Help us, Lord, to worship you with all of our heart, to be the people that you want us to be. Father, I pray, Lord, as all heads are bowed, for anyone who might be here who hasn't given their life to Jesus Christ, we want to give them an opportunity, Lord, and I pray that you would touch their heart if they're here, Lord, if this is the night. So if you're here and God has spoken to your heart and you know that you've sinned against God, but tonight you want to make it right with God, asking him to forgive you of all your sins. And Father, we thank you again for tonight. Bless our time together in fellowship. Strengthen the feeble knees and the hands that hang lame. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chairman, above.